Welcome to journeywithjesus.net, a weekly webzine for the global church. I'm Daniel B. Clendenin. My essay this week is called, I Am Giving Thee Worship With My Whole Life, Celtic Prayer as a Guide to Faith. It's based upon the lectionary readings for Sunday, May the 12th, 2013. One of Judaism's gifts to the world is its radical monotheism. Psalm 97 for this week confesses, You, O Lord, are the most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. The earliest Christians, all of whom were Jews, continued this confession. And so we read in Acts and Revelation from this week that the most high God, is the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Radical monotheism has its critics among those who believe that it fosters an exclusionary and sometimes violent posture toward what are perceived as false faiths. More popular is some form of pluralism, the belief that no one religion is normative for all people. Pluralism is a radically egalitarian perspective that grants parity and validity to all religions. For the pluralist, radical monotheism is morally repugnant, intellectually untenable, and politically disastrous. These are important questions. I've explored them in an earlier essay called The Only Way to the Only God. But if we begin with liturgical practices instead of intellectual questions, we might end up in a different place. Before the early church had a theological creed, a biblical canon, or an intellectual superstructure, it had its liturgical practices, like making the sign of the cross, Eucharistic and baptismal traditions, the renunciation of the devil, and prayers of all kinds. Privileging liturgical practice before intellectual inquiry gave rise to an important guideline. In Latin, lex arandi, lex credendi. Literally, the law of prayer is the law of belief. In other words, worship is the source and guide of intellectual inquiry. I recently enjoyed Esther DeWall's book, The Celtic Vision. It's actually a collection of prayers from the Carmina Gadelica, which itself is a six-volume work by the folklorist Alexander Carmichael, who lived from 1832 to 1912. Carmichael traversed Scotland's Outer Hebrides Isles, visiting over 400 homes, collecting and translating the oral traditions of its simple Gaelic Catholic people. DeWall, DeWall arranges the prayers into 16 categories, birth and death, morning and evening, healing and protection, invocations to bless the land, hunting and herding, farming and fishing. 
These Celtic prayers to the God of all gods are radically monotheistic and explicitly Trinitarian. And yet, whatever intellectual questions they might raise, in liturgical practice they're also very tender. The prayers for invocations and good wishes and short blessings are the antidote to violence and exclusion. They're also simple and yet dignified, homely and eloquent, ordinary and yet sacred. They're a good example of the so-called census fidelium, or sense of the ordinary faithful. That is, the wisdom of everyday Christians, the unlettered rank and file, in contrast to the clerical and theological elite. And so, here is one of my favorites. It's a long poem or prayer, but typifies the prayers in Esther DeWall's book, The Celtic Vision. I believe, O God of gods, that thou art the eternal father of life. I believe, O God of God, that thou art the eternal father of love. I believe, O God of gods, that thou art the eternal father of the saints. I believe, O God of all gods, that thou art the eternal father of each one. I believe, O God of all gods, that thou art the eternal father of all humanity. I believe, O God of all gods, that thou art the eternal father of the world. I believe, O Lord and God of the peoples, that thou art the creator of the highest heavens, that thou art the creator of the skies above, that thou art the creator of the oceans below. I believe, O Lord and God of the peoples, that thou art he who created my soul and set its warp, who created my body from dust and from ashes, who gave to my body breath and to my soul its possession. Father, bless to me my body. Father, bless to me my soul. Father, bless to me my life. Father, bless to me my belief. Father, eternal and Lord of the peoples, I believe that thou hast remedied my soul in the spirit of healing, that thou gavest thy Son in covenant for me, that thou hast purchased my soul with this precious blood of thy Son. Father, eternal and Lord of life, I believe that thou didst pour on me the spirit of grace at the bestowal of baptism. Father eternal and Lord of humanity, enwrap thou my body and my soul, beloved. Safeguard me this night in the sanctuary of thy love. Shelter me this night in the shelter of the saints. Thou hast brought me up from last night to the gracious light of this day. Great joy to provide for my soul and to do excelling good to me. Thanks be to thee, Jesus Christ, for the many gifts thou hast bestowed on me. Each day and night, each sea and land, each weather fair, each calm, each wild.
I am giving thee worship with my whole life. I am giving thee assent with my whole power. I am giving thee praise with my whole tongue. I am giving thee honor with my whole utterance. I am giving thee reverence with my whole understanding. I am giving thee offering with my whole thought. I am giving thee praise with my whole fervor. I am giving thee humility in the blood of the Lamb. I am giving thee love with my whole devotion. I am giving thee kneeling with my whole desire. I am giving thee love with my whole heart. I am giving thee affection with my whole sense. I am giving thee my existence with my whole mind. I am giving thee my soul, O God of all gods. My thought, my deed, my word, my will. My understanding, my intellect, my way, my state. I am beseeching thee to keep me from ill, to keep me from hurt, to keep me from harm, to keep me from mischance, to keep me from grief, to keep me this night in the nearness of thy love. May God shield me, may God fill me, may God keep me, may God watch me. May God bring me to the land of peace, to the country of the King, to the peace of eternity. Praise to the Father, praise to the Son, praise to the Spirit, the three in one. These simple words are a sacred act. They're both tender and profound. When we invoke God's blessing for ourselves or for another person, we're not wishing them good luck as if someone had sneezed. Rather, in the words of another Celtic blessing, we're commending them to a Father who wants to do excelling good to us, better than we know to ask. Better than we know to ask. Celtic prayer as a guide to faith. For books this week, I review a new book of poetry by Mary Oliver. The title is called A Thousand Mornings, New York Penguin, 2012, 77 pages. Back in 2007, the New York Times described Mary Oliver as far and away this country's best-selling poet. Among her numerous awards, her collection entitled American Primitive won the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry in 1984, while her book New and Selected Poems, 1992, won the National Book Award. This new book, A Thousand Mornings, is her 21st volume of poetry, in addition to eight volumes of prose, and then also two audiobooks. It's a slender collection of 36 poems, and as you'd expect, 
most all of them reflect her love of the natural world. <clears throat> Oliver is famous for her solitary walks near her home in Provincetown, Massachusetts, and how those walks provide a rich fund of material for her to observe, ponder, and take great joy in the physical creation. She writes, for example, in the poem Tide, And here you may find me on almost any morning, walking along the shore so light-footed, so casual. There are poems here about the seasons of the year and the rhythm of the day and night, about a moth, a mountain, and a mockingbird. For Oliver, to pay attention to nature is to awaken grace and gratitude. Is not the song of the wren a form of prayer? And in another conversation, Mr. Fox rebukes her. You fuss, he says. We live. Nature also provides an opportunity for stillness. In one of my favorite poems in this book, titled Today, Oliver writes, Today I'm flying low, and I'm not saying a word. I'm letting all the voodoos of ambition sleep. The world goes on as it must, the bees in the gardening rumbling a little, the fish leaping, the gnats getting eaten, and so forth. But I'm taking the day off, quiet as a feather. I hardly move, though really I'm traveling a terrific distance. Stillness, one of the doors into the temple. We think too much and listen too little. We fret and worry. The newspaper headlines are a cause for shame. But birdsong and bees, the annual movement from winter darkness to springtime light, remind us of how, quote, the vivacity of what was is married to the vitality of what will be. Mary Oliver's poetry reminds us of the irrepressible goodness of all creation. Mary Oliver, a new book of poetry, it's called A Thousand Mornings. For movies this week, I review a documentary film called Detropia, 2012. This deeply sad documentary looks at the fate of contemporary Detroit, which in 1930 was the fastest growing city in the world. The 2010 census, though, of 713,000 residents was down 62% from its high of 1.8 million, and the lowest in 100 years. With 139 square miles in the city limits, 40 square miles of it are vacant land. There are 100,000 empty homes and lots. The state has lost half of its manufacturing jobs. People who do get a good job then leave. The filmmakers look at the city through the eyes of a restaurant owner and a UAW president and to a lesser extent through the perspectives of a video blogger, the mayor Dave Bing, the Detroit Opera, and resilient citizens who refuse to give up. And make no mistake, 
Detroit is hardly alone. In my own state of California, Mammoth Lakes, Stockton, and San Bernardino have all declared bankruptcy. Welcome to the ruthless economy of global capitalism. A documentary film called Detroitia. And for poetry this week, we've posted an all-time favorite, A Journey with Jesus, by William Cowper, who was a British poet and hymn writer. William Cowper struggled throughout his life with depression, doubts, and fears. His famous poem, hymn, or prayer is called God Moves in Mysterious Ways. God moves in mysterious way, his wonders to perform. He plants his footsteps in the sea and rides upon the storm. Deep in unfathomable minds of never-failing skill, he treasures up his bright designs and works his sovereign will. Ye fearful saints, fresh courage take, the clouds ye so much dread are big with mercy and shall break in blessings on your head. Judge not the Lord by feeble sense, but trust him for his grace. Behind a frowning providence, he hides a smiling face. His purposes will ripen fast, unfolding every hour. The bud may have a bitter taste, but sweet will be the flower. Blind unbelief is sure to err and scan his work in vain. God is his own interpreter, and he will make it plain. William Cowper, God Moves in Mysterious Ways. Thank you for joining us at journeywithjesus.net for Sunday, May the 12th, 2013. I'm Daniel B. Clendenin.